Amen. Good morning, everyone. Praise God. So this is my second time here. And uh, the first time we had such a tremendous, tremendous time. Now, I do have an accent. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah. That means you need to pay twice as much attention because we don't have any subtitles. Amen. You know, Tracy, I have been asking the Lord for the word for the storehouse. And uh, before I go any further, I was supposed to be here last month. And before that time, I said, Lord, I want you to tell me what am I supposed to tell your people? The Saturday before the Sunday, God gave me a vision in the night. I was sitting right there. I completely forgot about the dream. I was sitting right over there. And then this man came. I couldn't tell the color, his race. I couldn't tell the age. Immediately I saw him. I heard a voice. And the voice says, I'm the Lord God. He was standing right in the middle of this place. Now, let me tell you this. When you guys have an opportunity to come to this church, you are not just coming for another social gathering. You are coming to have an encounter with the living God. And when you come here, my prayer is your life never remains the same. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So, he came over and I was sitting over there about to be introduced to come and speak. And then worship was going on. And this man come and stand right in front of me. He's not opening his mouth, but he can speak. You know, God has his own ways of communicating. And he says, I came to tell you to set my people free. He says, I want you to go in many churches in this nation and around the world and set my people free. And then he turns around. So I'm seated over there. He turns around and he sits on my lap and he moves back and he sinks right inside of my body. So now I can't see him, but I can still hear him. And when I open my eyes, the Lord says, now the time is when the church is going to see the glory. Come on, somebody. Because in Isaiah, in, in Joel, actually, God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we are that generation that receives the spirit of God that are going to perform wonders, signs, and miracles. Those of you that are hungry for the Lord, this is your opportunity for you to get into the rivers, get baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit, and run with the Lord. If you are ready for that, say amen. amen. Now, before we, we, we go any further again, um, when I get excited, my accent gets worse. <laughs> it gets really worse. But I want to thank the leadership of this church, Tracy. Can we just bless them this morning? <laughs> Tracy and the husband. Amen. Amen. You, you guys uh, have such awesome, awesome people. And then uh, Sharon. And um, I've known Georgia for several years. I think it's almost like six or seven years now. Almost, right? 
More than that, more than that. All right, so let's just say 10. <laughs> but I, I, I brought a couple, a couple pictures that I want to share with you, part of the testimony, before we go into, into the word. And I promise you the word is going to be awesome for those of you that are asking the Lord for the direction of your life. Please, let's go to the first picture, if you can. When I started the church, um, we used to meet down the street on Coit and 635. There was a hotel called Quality Inn, and we were meeting in the second, on the second floor. So this was the very first month or second month of, of the meeting. If you notice near the door, there's a, a guy in a blue shirt. His name is Jeff. Now, Jeff was hardcore addicted to crack and cocaine for several years. When he came over into, uh, go to the second picture, please. When he came over into our church, in the next picture, um, we prayed for him, ministered to him, and Jeff got delivered. <laughs> Jeff, very excited for the Lord. That's not the testimony. That should be, um, that's just an appetizer. So, so you can see Jeff, he's enjoying the presence of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. He's enjoying everything. And then go to the next picture, please. And the next thing I get after three months of him being a dedicated Christian, full of the Holy Spirit, I get a phone call saying Jeff is at the point of death at the hospital. What happened? And I was told he was trying to cross the road and the vehicle did not hit him, but it ran over him. And they told me that um, the vehicle went over his head and crushed part of his brain, crushed his head. They told me that his, um, I think it's his left leg, was completely crushed. They said he would never walk again. When I took the picture, I was standing, go back, when I took that picture, when I took the picture, now you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> See, they, they thought he almost died, which he almost did. Now they saw him alive. Let's end the story. <laughs> but when I, when I took that picture, I had a really, really crappy phone, French word, crappy phone. <laughs> there was this, this, um, this young doctor... And I asked, I said, what are the chances of him surviving? She says, the chances are less than 5%. I said, why? She says, well, because his um, right brain is crushed and his left brain, part of it is crushed. So if he survived, he will be a vegetable for the rest of, of his life. Now, I'm African, which means I don't care what they say. So I looked at her, and I had, all of a sudden, like, my brain switched into this genius. <laughs> and I said, how long were you in school? She said, oh, 12 years. I said, my God, I want to thank you for the 12 years. I said, at this time, I want to consult somebody who has been a doctor for billions of years. <laughs> I said, I want to I wanna talk to the Lord because I know that what is impossible with you is possible with God. And you should have seen the look on her face. <laughs> And so she left, and I said, I said to the Lord, Lord, I want to stand in between you and Jeff. I said, I will not allow you to take this man. 
I said, if they tell me Jeff is dead, you better, you better get ready to take me as well. I said, because there is a testimony that has to be told when this guy comes back from this situation. I said, there are people that will never believe Jeff, that will never believe that God is alive until they see this guy. And so when I left the, the hospital, the fiance called me and said, Jeff, Jeff passed away. So I was driving and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to pull over so I can die. So I, I pulled over, and I'm not dying, and I'm like, okay, God, now you know it. We, I said, you're going to have to kill me too. And five minutes later, my phone rings, and they said, Jeff just came back to life. So I said, all right, so I'm not going to die. <laughs> Go to the next picture. Three months later, Jeff walks out of the hospital. Jeff could remember his social security number. Jeff could remember his address, his every information about him. Jeff could remember. The right brain, half of it was crushed. The left brain, the top of it was destroyed. But God was able to re, 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 uh, return his memory. Go to the next picture. Next picture. Next picture. Now. When they discharged Jeff from the hospital, the doctors could not build or reconstruct his scar because it was crushed. So they said, maybe after one year or two years, we will be able to build a plate made out of metal and then insert it on his, on his head. Because when you put your finger in there, you can, you, yeah, you're touching my brain. <laughs> Next picture. Next picture, please. Next picture. All right. So if, if you can see that the accident was so severe that Jeff should not be alive. But when you understand the kind of a God that you serve, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I want to tell you today that you guys are not just talking about life, but you possess the power in you. That when you go out there, where, whether you're going to the strip club, whether you're going to the bank, whether you're going to work, that there is that dunamis of the anointing of God inside of you that the world is hungry for. You are the carriers of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, not only has God performed such miracles in our life, but a couple months ago, we were having our Wednesday service. And as the service was going on, the Lord spoke to me and said, call that woman in the back. And I called her. And I said, what do you do? She, she said, well, I wake. I don't like my job. I said, I have some good news for you. You can quit. Please don't do that until the pastor says that, all right? Because you, you'll be calling, Tracy, I just quit my job. <laughs> Can I come live with you? She'll be like, nope. <laughs> I said to her, the Lord, so, the, Lord, the Lord told me that he's about to open a door for you. So first, before the big deal comes, God is going to give you $5,000 cash within the next nine days. I said, this money is coming from an expected source. It's not your job. 
It's not going to be the people that you know. It's just an expected source. So please go to the next slide. Well, next slide. That's not the money. Next slide. <laughs> that woman showed up in church the very next Sunday holding 5,000 cash in hand saying, mysteriously, God provided this. And I said, now that you have received the 5,000, let me give you the major part. I said to her, the Lord spoke to me that he will give you more than $350,000 to start a restaurant. I said, within the next three months' time, God would give you more than $350,000. And it was on Friday when she called me and said, I had a meeting with one of my friends. I submitted my bank account, and the 500000 is transferred into my account. So as we speak right now, she's opening a IHOP with no experience in the food industry, but just a prophetic word from the Lord. I don't know if you guys are ready for this today. Stand with me for a second, please. Stretch your hands and hold your, the person uh, seated next to you. Now, this is for you and, and your husband and the leadership over this church. The Lord spoke to me last night as I was praying and said, I want you to tell her I have raised up people that are going to be financial uh, supporters of this church. And God is saying, and I have provided a multi-million dollar facility for you and storehouse. Come on, that's not how you respond. Multi-million dollar. The, the Lord told me there are some business, uh, 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 business people that God is raising that are not just from, from Texas, but uh, some of them from California, some of them from, from different parts of, of the country. God says, I'm about to give them a direct word, and they are going to come and sow a seed in this, in this church, and the church is going to go and purchase that property. The next thing the Lord showed me when I was in there praying, the Lord showed me uh, you were fly flying over, not fly, but you were flying over to California to go to a conference. Now, this conference, you are one of the keynote speakers. You are one of the keynote speakers. The Lord spoke to me and says the time has come for her to get the exposure. The time has come when the entire world, not just Texas or the United States, we will know who Tracy is, but the world. Because he, he has kept you in the oven cooking. And, and many times you were saying, Lord, when will I travel? It's like you were pregnant with destiny. But God is saying, your time has come to give birth to something that you had never even thought of. Can we just give the Lord a big hand of praise? My God, I feel such, I feel such an anointing. I feel such an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Now, some of these meetings are going to be televised, not just in this country, but up to 120 nations. I saw you on a, I think it's called a bullet train in Europe with your team from this church. The Lord says, I have opened a door for you to travel, not just in this nation, but around the world. There's a team you are going to be sending from this nation, from this church, going into Canada, going into Mexico, going into France, going into Belgium. The Lord has now opened the door. There's nothing that is going to be too hard for you guys, says the Lord. Come on, somebody, give God a praise. 
Amen. 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 And, and this gentleman here, when I walked up here, I saw you standing on land. And, and the land had a well of, of oil. Oil was coming out of the land. And, and at first, I thought he's in the oil business. And I began to ask, I said, Lord, why is he standing there? And the Lord says, for 13 years, he has been searching. He has been hungry. He refused to settle for nothing. But he wanted deep things. So God says there is a well of oil, of riches inside of him. God says, I'm releasing you. I'm launching you in a path that your mind could have never even dared to think about because it was out of your reach. God says, your time is now coming, says the Lord. God says, I'm connecting you not only to people in the Christian community, but God says also to the business community because God says there is a business in you that is going to make you stand uh, shoulder to shoulder with the people in the business community. You are going to go into there with multi-millionaires and preach to them because you are a millionaire yourself. I don't know if anyone is ready for this today. And then, and then the next thing that the Lord showed me was, was, was books, books, books. I don't know if you are a writer, if you plan on writing books, but I saw multiple books that you have written. And these books are also translated in different other languages. God says your knowledge is not only going to be locked up inside of you, but you are going to release it and it's going to teach the nations. Come on, somebody give God a praise this morning. So, Father, this morning we pray. By the way, how, many how much time do I have? Where's uh, Anne-Marie? Anne-Marie, how much time do I have? I'm African. I'll do this until midnight. <laughs> Where, where's where's Anne-Marie? I, 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 I told her to shoot me with a ping pong uh, if I go over my time. <laughs> Father, we thank you this morning. We ask you now to take us to another level. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You guys may be seated. Woo! My God. This is so beautiful. If, if you are here this morning, you have any kind of pain, you have any kind of sickness, God is going to release you before the service is over. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So the first reading, we'll do two readings very quickly. The first reading uh, is from the book of the book of Psalm, the book of Psalm or Psalms tw uh, 24. So the book of Psalm 24, amen. I, I love, I want to stand over there. I hope the video can catch me. I want to be a little bit intimate with you guys. The disadvantage of, of, uh, of being black is I have to stand on the light. So you guys. <laughs> See, they don't have the spotlight to follow me. So, <laughs> so Psalm 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The first thing we establish is the earth we live in belongs to the Lord. And everything in the world belongs to the Lord. If we establish that, then we have to let the devil know and put him where he belongs. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If you believe that, say amen. amen. For he has founded it upon the seas... If you see my knees shaking, it's not the anointing. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm at the storehouse, man. <laughs> so I kind of keep walking back and forth so you don't see my knees going. <laughs> For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. 
Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall ascend into, not unto, but into? Not on top, but inside. Two things. Most of us are in a hurry to get on top. But God wants you to get inside. Because when you are inside of the mountain, you cannot be moved. You cannot be shaken. No matter what you go through, when you are in the mountain, you cannot be shaken. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. You cannot be shaken. I was going to take my time, but... Or who shall stand in this holy place? That is the question in verse 3. That the Lord is asking a question. One thing I know about God is when God is asking a question, no one on earth has the answer. It's like you are asking a one-year-old and say, how do you cook chicken? The one-year-old will look at you like, I don't care how you cook it, just put it on my plate. And many times God has those tricky questions. Like Proverbs chapter 30 verse 10. Who shall find a virtuous woman? You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then he says, for her price is far above the rubies. So, so the Lord has these kind of questions that when he asks a question, many times as people we can't answer because our answers are coming from what we call the carnal mind. And God is asking from the spiritual realm, asking a question into the earthly realm. So when God is saying, who shall ascend into the mountain and who, shall, who is going to go and, and stand on it? Only he who has the clean hands and a pure heart. Now, before we go any further, we have to establish that in this context, when the Bible talks about the heart, he is not talking about the physical organism or the physical organ that we call the heart. The Hebrew word for the heart is lebab, which means the inner man. It means the inner man. The other word is also, uh, it also means the spirit. Now, when you translate the word spirit, it's not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is called the, the, uh, the Ruach Kabab. The Ruach Kabab, which is the Holy Spirit. But this spirit is the human spirit. So God is saying the only people that can stand into this holy mountain are people who have a pure spirit. Are, are we, did I lose you over there with my theology? Good. We're trying. All right, that's good. Verse 4, that he that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted his soul unto vanity or sown deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. When you have gone into the mountain and you climb inside of the mountain, God says you are the only person that is going to receive the blessing from the Lord. And I want to announce this morning that storehouse you have climbed the mountain. Now the blessing is coming upon you. Uh, I don't like the response. You, you, should, you should see our church. We are crazy. We jump on our chairs and let the devil know. I don't care what you try to do. I'm blessed. When the Lord says I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Come on, somebody say amen. He says that the blessings are going to come from the Lord and the righteousness from God, from the Lord of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him. 
that they face, or thy face, O Jacob, Selai. Now it's going to get a little bit deeper, so please bear with me. Verse 7, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord might in battle. Now, very quickly, let's go to the book of John, chapter 7 and verse 37. John, chapter 7 and verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man be thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, but he spoke of the spirit. This is Ruach, not the human spirit, but the Holy Spirit. He spoke of the Holy Spirit coming out of them that believes. So before we go any further, let us establish here that from the beginning of time, when man lost the ability to fellowship with God through sin, in Genesis chapter 3, that man was placed out of the presence of God because he had broken the relationship. After man was placed out of the presence of the Lord, the heavens were sealed with a seal. The heavens were sealed. The Bible declares that an angel was placed on the garden, on the entrance to the garden. That no matter how many times Adam and his children wanted to go back, they couldn't go back because now the garden of Eden had become a spiritual garden and no longer a physical location. Since that time, man began to desire to go back into the presence of God. But after the fall of man, there was another leader that took up the place in this world, and his name is Lucifer. That is the fallen angel. And Lucifer began to now cause havoc in this world. So after the fall of man, God now put a seal around the world that evil could not escape out of the world into the heavens. And any time God wanted to come into the heavens because the earth is completely covered, I can see on your faces this is deep. God help me. God would open a little window out of heaven and that window is called the portal. And the Lord would send the spirit or an angel to go through the portal and the, the portal would be closed. Because the devil has always declared and vowed war. He wants to revenge on the Lord. Are you with me this morning? So it's going to get a little easier as we go on. So we understand in Genesis chapter 12, when God was having an encounter with a man called Abraham, that God would come unto Abraham because God always opened a small little window to come to a specific person. Even though the Bible says in the book of Psalm that the spirit of the Lord is everywhere, but his glory is not revealed everywhere. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying this morning? So you, 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 you can't go into the crack house and, be, and, and expect to be filled with the Holy Ghost because the glory of God is sealed in that place. It cannot be revealed until you are in a place like the storehouse. This is why every Sunday morning, 
you got to make it a point for you to go. Get into worship because the glory of God will be revealed. So the enemy now understands that God opens these little places called the portals. The enemy now begins to target these places called the portals. That every time the portal would open up, the enemy would command his demonic legions to go and surround the portal and begin to fight anything that goes through the portal. The story is established in the book of Daniel. When Daniel prayed and the Lord answered his prayer, an angel was released to come through from the heavens to come into earth, but he was held by the, the prince of Persia. So in the olden days, he was called the prince of Persia, but in Matthew, he's introduced as the, the, the spirit of Beelzebub, or Beelzebub, one of the seven demons of hell. This is very strong. But you must understand that after Daniel understood that the enemy was contending with the angel that was sent into his life, he went into prayer and fasting. And after 21 days, the angel sent a much superior angel than the angel that he sent at first. Because in the kingdom of God, we have what are called ranks. I don't know if I can go there this morning. I'm looking at, it's 11.56. I got to. And so the superior angel shows up and he destroys, he defeats the prince of Persia and the angel comes and gives Daniel a report. Now, from the beginning of time, from the day man sinned until the days of Jesus, God had been looking for different ways of getting into the, earth, into the earthly realm besides the portals. Because the enemy can always attack the portals. And so God prophesied using the old prophets about what are known as the ancient gates. The ancient gates. Everybody say with me, ancient gates. These are gates that the devil himself has no idea they exist. These are gates that have been hidden. Listen, even though the devil was one of the archangels in heaven, but it's not everything that God revealed to him. There are some things that are a mystery or a secret or a mysterious. And so these ancient gates were covered by God only to be revealed in the last days. So God says, whenever I want to visit earth, I will not be opening the portals. I'm going to have what are known as the ancient gates. And so now the book of Psalm introduces us to these gates. He's beginning to speak to them and says, lift up your heads, all ye gates. And be ye lifted up and let the king of glory come in. So then we understand that these ancient gates are not just the spiritual things, but these ancient gates are locked up in human bodies and they are called people. Yes. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to use you. I don't know if, if you are ready for what is about to happen to you today. But after today, God is telling me he's about to use you to another level. Yes. So, so, so now what happens is now God is speaking about these ancient doors. The reason God is using these ancient doors is because when God has highly anointed these ancient doors, he puts what is called an age of fire around them. We can actually identify this from the book of Job chapter 1 and verse 6. 
The Bible declares that when the devil came to, to the Lord, he says, where have you been? He says, I've been walking to and from the earth. And the Lord says, have you noticed my servant Job? He says, yes, you have blessed him. And I want you to know, right before I go any further, that when God blesses you, even the devil knows. Amen. Ah, I don't like that. Amen. I, I want to get a little amen like, like I'm in my own church. Be, be, because there are some of you, there are some of you that God is about to bless. You don't have to tell people you are blessed. They'll just know by looking at you. There are some of you, the devil put a, a sickness in your body and God is about to remove it and the People will know that God has blessed you in spite of what you went through. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And so the devil says, I can't kill him. I can't touch him because he has an age of fire around him. So all these ancients of gates that God has raised up even before the earth was even formed, they have an age of fire around them. And these ancient of gates, they have been closed up waiting for the generation such as our generation. When the Lord would blow up the trumpet, like the prophet says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But before the spirit can be poured up, God needs the gate through which the spirit has to go from the heavenly places into the earthly realm through the gates. I don't know if you guys are hearing me today. And these gates, ladies and gentlemen, they are here sitting, listening to me speak. You guys are not just ordinary Christians. You guys are ancients of gates. You could have been born in 1999, but your spirit has been existing even before the foundation of the earth. And the reason why God reserved you until 1999 is because God knew that in 2016 there would be a strip club you would walk into and carry the dunamis power of God. This is why the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Because God knows when Jesus in, in the book of John chapter 7 says, He that is thirsty, let him come to me. And to him that believes, I will make them the rivers. The rivers, it is because the Spirit of God will begin to flow through you into the dry places. Yeah, 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 so the next time you go into a place where the Holy Ghost is not there, don't ask Holy Ghost, I want you to come. You must begin to declare the Holy Ghost that is in you to flow out of you into that place. I want to declare to you today that those of you that are working in hostile environments, that you are working in places, some of them are infiltrated by demonic powers and people don't like you, now things are going to change. You must turn the tables around the devil. When you show up tomorrow, you are not showing up to complain. You are walking in there as an ancient of gates. You are going to lift up your hands and begin to declare over the place and the spirit of God will begin to flow like a river out of you. I don't know how many of you are ready this morning. But what God is trying to do this morning is to open the gates in this place so the water will begin to flow. Wherever you live, the water has to begin to flow. Those of you that are in McKinney, let's drown McKinney in the glory of God. I don't know if you guys are hearing me this morning. We are beginning to drown. And this is how you open up the gates. By you flowing in the spirit that is called Ruach, which is the Holy Ghost. When the spirit of God comes upon you, he unlocks the gates. And when the gates are open, the spirit of God in you begins to flow. 
That is why Paul says whenever you pray, always pray in the spirit. Because it could sound like rabo koshanda rabo, but the devil has no idea there's living water coming out of you. You could be praying in, 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 in Spanish, but it's not the Spanish language, it is the tongues of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how many of you are ready to take Dallas by storm because you are the ancients of days. You are the ancients of days. That explains why the devil has been fighting some of you. Some of you, the enemy has tried to put a, a sickness on your life that is life-threatening because the devil wants to stop the Holy Ghost from flowing through you because he knows that the Spirit of God cannot flow without you. I don't know if you guys are hearing me today. Can, can we take this to another level this morning? Yeah. I want you to understand that you and God are in partnership. That when God created the earth, he gave it to the sons and the daughters. And we are the people that must rule and reign in this world. So the next time the Holy Spirit has to work in this place, he has to be in agreement with you. I don't know if you guys are hearing me today. That's why Jesus says that whatever you pray in my father's name, it shall be given unto you. It is now time for you to stop complaining about things and begin to declare because you are the ancients. Oh, God, we are about to change the economy of this nation. We are about to begin to declare as the ancients of days, Lord, we don't care who is doing what. We don't care who is trading where. But we care because you are on the throne of glory. We have been highly anointed, highly selected by God so that through our lives we can pour and bring down a greater anointing than the world has ever experienced in this place. This is why some of you are hungry for something you don't even know. It's because the Bible says deep calls unto deep. I don't know. How many of you feel so thirsty in this place? Because your spirit is crying for the ruach that is the spirit of God. And God is saying, I have answered your prayer. I have heard your cry and I have come to open up the floodgates in your life. And I'm about to flow out through you into the dry places. This is why God says, when you go into the wilderness, do not be worried. Because there is going to be a river flowing out of you into the dry places. Into the dry places. I said into the dry places. I said into the dry places. So those people that are, that are thirsty for God, but they have no idea they are thirsty for God, but instead they are drinking liquor, trying to drown their thirsty in liquor. God is saying, all I got to do, says the Lord, is I'm going to go and make you move in that apartment complex. So when you move in an apartment complex and you begin to pray over that place, you are beginning to flood the environment, the entire heavenly places with the prayers and the glory of God. And before you know it, the devil begins to run out of the place because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So the time is coming when the children of God are no longer going to be the tail, but we are going to be elevated to being the head. We are going to be alabated from being at the bottom to being at the top because we are the ancients of days, the ancient gates. We have been a mystery and a secret. The enemy never knew who we were. But every time the enemy wants to know that there's something fishy 
about someone is the enemy always looks at God. And the enemy has an idea that there's something so special about you. If you don't understand what I'm saying, when you go to the book of Exodus chapter 1, the Bible declares that there was a little baby that was born. And this little baby was born among many other babies. And the devil knew that this one of the babies that are born is going to redeem the entire nation of Israel. So the devil went in the heart of Herod and in the heart of Pharaoh and said every baby boy should be killed. Because the enemy knows that when God is ready to move, to change and bring a movement and a shaking, he has to raise one gate. And what he needed was Moses at that time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What he needed was Moses, and today what God needs is you and I. He may not get every resident of Dexis to accept the call of God, but if God can get one person and that is you, then God is about to cause such a changing and a movement in this place. There are some of you that are here right now. You are hearing to me and you are saying, it's a little bit confusing, but my spirit understands what you are saying. Because my spirit is familiar with the message you are, even though my mind is not accepting, it's not because it's too heavy, but my spirit is accepting. I want you to understand it is not by coincidence that you are here. It's by a divine purpose. God brought you here this morning because he wants you to know that your name is not just Kathy. Your name is not just Jesse. When God looks at you, God is looking at you like a poro. Through your belly, greatness must begin to flow. By the way, God told me something about Isaiah coming out of you. A prophet coming out of you. You guys are going to give birth to a prophet that is going to be a man that will bring a different type of an anointing. This anointing will be very unusual. This is the man that is going to speak and there will be a tremor in the earth. Because he will be full of the spirit from before he was born. And the Lord is saying, do not worry about the attacks over the pregnancy. Because there is an age of fire around the ancient of gates. <laughs> Come on somebody, help me. Give God a praise this morning. Jesus is telling us, he's telling us something that is very unusual. To the point that when Jesus spoke these words, some people were highly offended. Because the words of Jesus could not make sense to the natural ears. The greatest thing that you and I can ever do is to let our mind to try to understand the message of the cross. The Bible says it is foolishness to those that are perishing. Because God will never let his message make sense to the natural mind. He has never done that in the beginning and he will not let that right now. In Genesis, he comes to a man and says, I want you to build a boat, an ark. It's about rain. And Noah says, yes, sir. And the next day he goes to work and says, I quit. Well, okay, what are you going to do? I'm about to build a boat. For what? It's about rain. Give me one second. The manager calls the supervisor and says, this guy says it's about rain. 
The reason they are saying Noah is out of his mind is because there's nothing such as rain. I don't know if you guys are hearing me today. Some of you that are here, God will speak to you in very unusual circumstances. Some of you, God will come into your mind and he's about to, to interrupt even your thought process. Your desires are going to change. Your dreams are going to change. Because God is raising you up to stand in the places where many people are afraid of standing. God wants to use you to bring a shaking into the kingdom of God. Because God is saying, I want to raise the prophets, I want to raise the men and women who are able to stand in places and begin to declare into the atmosphere and say 2017 will be the year of the Lord's favor over our city. Noah is not afraid and neither is he ashamed because he knows that when God speaks, it may not make sense now, but it will make sense later. And I want you to understand the conversation between Noah and his wife. Honey, I quit my job. To do what? To build an ark. I should have married Henry. <laughs> the, 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 the amazing thing is that Noah began to build an ark before some of his kids were born. And I want you to understand that 120 years later, it had not rained. So his kids that were born and they saw the father building an ark and 120 years later, most of them, they said, Daddy, we've been doing this for a long time. I think mommy is right about you. But the man was so connected to God that he did not worry what people were saying about him because deep calls unto deep. There was that revelation in him that his spirit understood that everybody else did not understand. Are you that one person who understands what God is trying to do in the metroplex? Are you the person who drives down on 635 and you are playing Jay-Z? And Beyonce or Kanye West? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm saying the wrong people. <laughs> Madonna? <laughs> or you are one of those people that says, Lord, I'm going to drive on 635 and I'm going to render powerless everything in the realm of the spirit. You're going to be driving rata kabo korete kebo sha rebo kosa narabo koshe mama 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 meke rabo sa because there's something in your spirit that the natural mind has no idea what is going on but you know in you that God has called me to something that is so supernaturally great that after 120 years, it finally opened up and began to rain. Then man realized that Noah was not insane after all. But it was too late for them to join. I want to tell you that what God wants to do in this nation is too great. But do not wait until the boat is sailing for you to jump in. Because some of you are going to be left behind. Look at your neighbor and say, get on the boat. When there is a call for you to prayer, you better answer and say, I'm going to pray. Yeah. When there's a call for you to fast, 
you're going to have to divorce McDonald's. Show up at the drive-thru and can I get your order? No, no, no. I just came to tell you, you won't be seeing me for the next three days. Because I'm going to be praying for y'all. She told me, yo, yo, yo. I'm going to be praying for y'all. <laughs> because God is about to do some amazing things in this place. We can't see revival if we are living like everybody else. We can't see miracles if we are living like everybody else. We have to accept our identity that we have been preserved for this generation. So we are the ones who bring down the presence of God. That we are the ones who draw down the anointing from the heavenly places. We are the ones who command the blind eyes to open and the eyes open. We are the ones who come and say, Tracy, what should we pray for this month? Tracy, what are we believing God? Tell me so I can stand in prayer with you. This is the time, ladies and gentlemen, when those who worship the Lord, we worship him in truth and in spirit. In a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just do that. To open the floodgates. Open them wide. Because what God is saying is, I want to come in the city through you. See, you didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. This is what it means. Most of us, we have been praying, Lord, open the floodgates and let it rain. But what that scripture means in Psalm 24 verse 7 is that when we are anointed, we are pregnant with the Holy Spirit. And when we begin to pray, we open up the floodgates and the Spirit begins to flow through us. So we don't pray, Lord, open the heavens and let it rain. But since we have the Holy Ghost in us, he begins to rain from us into the world. That is what it means. How many of you are ready to do just that? Marka, can, can, I, can I have you on the keyboard, please? And I want you to play Oceans. If you can just do the Spirit lead me where my na 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 I can't sing. I, you are lucky I can't sing. But this is the time. There, there's someone here, you have pain in your left foot. You have pain in the, in the left foot. Please don't come to sit right there. And then you're going to come in a minute. But God is going to heal you. What, I, what I'm seeing, it's kind of like, like a crack in that bone. It's kind of like a crack in the bone. It's kind of like a crack in the bone. God is healing you today. As I'm speaking right now, God is going to heal you. You are never going to experience that pain ever again. Never going to experience that again. Please, I want you to do me a favor. Stand with me.